You are listening to Think Theory Radio. 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 Hello and welcome to Think Theory Radio, the show that brings you topics outside the mainstream realm of thought and ideas to make you think. And I'm your host, Damien Perdue. And of course, I'm joined by Polly C. Yo, yo, yo. Today, the C stands for Kong Yubing. What's that mean? <laughs> Uh, well, that's because today I want to talk about something that's really important. It's really near and dear to my heart, and I think that needs to be talked about. And what's that? Pizza! Yeah! <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, it's also a, a um, an exercise in how you can make a conspiracy out of anything. Okay. And actually, kind of, uh, the idea for this popped in my head. I was, I was telling you before the show, but I was watching an episode of Veep with the... Uh, Julia Lewis Dreyfus mm-hmm. and uh, JLD, where she plays the, where she plays the uh, vice president, and uh, it's a pretty good show. I, I'm sure like listeners of this station would love it because it's political humor and everything. But um, there's an episode where one of the kind of like blowhard characters on they're eating pizza together, and he's like, "Oh, you like pizza, huh?" And she's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, you thank the Chinese for that." <laughs> she's like, <laughs> "Not the Italians." Yeah, and she's like, "I don't think that's right." And then so I, you know, I thought, was that just a line in the show, or is that is there? You know, is that based on something? Yeah. So I looked it up, and it is one of the myths of pizza that it comes from a Chinese dish called Kong Yubing. All right. So first of all, did the Chinese have cheese? Like, I mean, are, are we agreeing that pizza is essentially like mm-hmm. bread base, some sort of acidic or oily, uh, you know, binding layer, yeah. and then toppings and or cheese? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And... uh it's well. So then, to you know, before I get into what Kung and Bing is, but it it made me start think like, well, what you know, where did pizza come from? What's the you know the historical story? You know, Italy and probably yeah. like Neapolitan right. style or whatever. Yeah, and there's all kind of different myths surrounding it. It's one of these you know subjects or food that no one really knows the true history of it, uh, where it comes from. But then not only that, but there are conspiracy theories around pizza or pizza places okay um, which we'll get into in the next segment right so this 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 one i have i found a bunch of different kind of like the myths of where it came from and the the chinese one's interesting because it involves marco polo marco polo well, yeah, okay, and so Marco Polo is like famous for bringing back some of like the Chinese culinary traditions mm-hmm. to Italy, including, I believe, noodles. Yeah, 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 which is where pasta comes from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Kang Yubing is a it's a scallion pancake, which I guess they put uh, cheese on top and they melt it, and supposedly, and I guess he he does talk about it in his journals, and the myth is that. Marco Polo brought the Chinese scallion pancake, Kong Yubing, to Italy in the 13th century, and that he kept trying to find someone who could recreate it, you know, and he kept trying to get all these different chefs to recreate the dish, and then, like, they kept trying, couldn't make it right, and then finally Marco Polo suggested the toppings be placed on top of bread, you know, inside, instead of the uh, the scallion pancake, and that's kind of how pizza was born, or the myth of it, right? And supposedly this chef was from Naples, 
which is considered the birthplace of modern pizza. But do you think Marco Polo copped that idea from China, or do you think that was just like in a fit of brilliance or something? Or like kind of like that thing, uh, like uh, comedians will like write a joke and be like, oh, that's great, and then they didn't realize they got it from somewhere they got else, it from somewhere else mm-hmm. or, or it's like, oh, yeah, that's right, I did hear yeah. that and subconsciously forgot, yeah. I mean, I think it's it has to a little bit of both. I mean, I think that he probably did, you know, bring back at least the concept of the scallion pancakes or at least, you know, told people about it. But I don't think there was actually, you know, that he actually told this chef from Naples who brought it back to Naples. Um, I think those are just, you know, these kind of like hodgepodge kind of myths that get put oh, yeah, together, yeah. you know. Because no, in like history, it seemed like everybody knew everybody. Right, know? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and I have his book. I, I read some of it. And the interesting thing about Marco Polo is I didn't realize is that his dad was actually the big time explorer. And his dad was the one that made a lot of the connections with, like, Genghis Khan and all these different rulers in India and everything. And it was him bringing Marco Polo with him as a kid. But his name didn't rhyme or wasn't as catchy right, exactly. so no one remembers him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, his like, name was, like, John yeah. John Polo. Giuseppe <laughs> Polo or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so then – but the other thing is that pizza goes back farther or further in time – uh, than Kong Bing, right? So you could actually... So the cool thing is that this pizza, it, it, it brings all my loves together. It's one, pizza. Two, uh, ancient history, you know, and yeah. uh, conspiracies. So because <laughs> you can go all the way back to my favorite place. Well, one of my favorite places, Egypt, ancient yep. Egypt. Yep. Okay, for those of you playing at home. Mm-hmm. And that's don't tell me they've got a role in this now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you go back to <laughs> I was just thinking like, 8,000 years ago, the pyramids, that's just a giant pizza cutter. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> no, it's a well, it's a grain storage facility. Yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which grains? Bread, yeah, yeah. pizza, that wheat to make the pizza. Uh, yeah. Well, the the Egyptians were the first ones to create the conical oven, the mud brick oven. Okay, there you go. And yeah. they were the first ones to leaven bread. Mm-hmm. And they basically have different versions of of a similar kind of thing, like flat bread with toppings on top first, of first coal fired uh, flat bread yeah, or something. Exactly yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then it went from uh, yeah from there to to Greece. You know, a lot of it has to do with the ovens. So mm-hmm. the the you know the Greeks built upon that type of oven, made it even better, um, and then the Romans brought it to Italy. They innovated more on on the uh, on the oven. So the Romans actually adopted the technology and they made it. They improved the shape of the dome, which is the the typical Neapolitan. Yeah, uh, pizza dome kind of oven. If you've ever seen that, mm-hmm. it just goes back to the to the Roman days. And what they did, the, the materials they used and everything, they were able to sustain a temperature of over 550 degrees Celsius. So that meant they were able to cook the flatbreads quicker, get the food out faster. Um, and each one of these cultures, if you go back to ancient Egypt, they had these different uh, breads that were called um, batar and uh, batwa or bata. I'm probably saying it wrong. Batwa, I think is how you say it. Okay. Or bata. It's B, uh, B apostrophe T A W or B A T T A W. So I don't know. Okay. For me. Okay. And then in uh, 
pita, you know, like a pita, mm-hmm. but pita, uh, pita with two T's in Greek, and then eventually pizza in Italian. So you go back, you know, there's all these different kind of uh, historical things. And then the other cool thing that it ties in, because I believe it's the, the, the world's favorite food, and it also, it's, it's, a, it's a cultural mix, you know, this homogenous food, because mm-hmm. if it wasn't for tomatoes, which come from North America, okay. there would be no, the concept of pizza that we have now wouldn't exist. Because we were the ones that introduced tomatoes to it, I thought. Yeah, so when the Europeans came over, well, they didn't even have tomatoes yet. Okay. They brought the tomatoes. The Native Americans were growing tomatoes. Okay. um, The Aztecs and everything. And that's that's what brought it back to. Brought it back uh, over to Europe. Okay. And eventually mixed in, which is interesting because you think about like Italian cuisine and how much tomatoes are used in it. Mm -hmm. Growing up, I always thought they were from there. Yeah. You know, but no, they're they're from here. Interesting. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Like potatoes. Potatoes are from here. That I could believe. Yeah. Because it's like, Irish. Yeah. But no, they're from here. So originally, like, potatoes in Ireland are just reconstituted re, uh, North American potatoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Okay. That's crazy, right? Chocolate, too, as well as from here. That's, yeah. So, like, Mexico, right? With mm-hmm. the Mexico, South America, yep. and all that. Yeah. But, yeah, so they brought back the tomatoes, and that became what we know of pizza today is bread, tomato sauce, cheese. Um, obviously, you can throw any kind of toppings on there. And then even then with that, I think it's interesting how even within, you know, the, the Naples myths, there's all different kind of myths surrounding that as well. Like, how did pizza start there? No one really knows. Um, the whole, like, uh, margarita pizza. So supposedly Queen Marguerite or Queen Margarita made a visit to Naples and, you know, heard about the pizza, had the best Neapolitan baker make it for her mm-hmm. and loved it. And then she brought it to the rest of Italy and then eventually spread around the world. Right. And then I've even heard um, the, you know, the, the, the pizza marguerite, which is it's just like the buffalo mozzarella, tomato and was it like basil or whatever. It's very simple. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Suppose. And now this is one of those, you know, urban myths or whatever, but that she was eating. She got the pizza with a bunch of stuff on it. <laughs> she right? had like the first garbage pizza. Yeah. Was, yeah. And then she kept throwing the stuff out of out the window, like all the stuff she didn't like and what was left. See, was that sounds that like some pizza. sort of old, old yeah, tale or exactly. something. Like, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, the, and then the supposedly like the poor people that were down below in the streets gathering all the stuff she yeah, was throwing yeah. out of the window, yeah. put it on their pizza and that became the the pizza roma or something like that. that's yeah that's got to be an old <laughs> italian fairy tale or something i don't buy that for a second <laughs> um but yeah so the the kong kong you bin going back to china yeah or, kong yeah. you bing yeah and uh i don't know when exactly that started but if you look it up it looks delicious okay i kind of want to get some somewhere if there is a place let me know and it basically you know, focaccia was already around, which is the thick bread that was in Naples. And it wasn't until they added the tomato on top, we were talking about tomatoes, that made it kind of the, the pizza we know today. And there's also, I found some interesting little tidbits about history of pizza. But um, Pers- Persian soldiers in the 6th century BC baked flatbreads with cheese and dates on top of their battle shields, right? Uh, in ancient Greece, citizens ate a flatbread dish called plakau, plakus. Okay. 
which was flavored with toppings such as herbs, onion, cheese, and garlic. Um, in Aenid, in 19 BC, Seleno, a queen from Greek mythology, foretold that the Trojans would not find peace until they ate their tables. The Trojans were then served a meal of round cakes topped with cooked vegetables. When the soldiers ate the bread, they realized that the tables they were to eat were actually the bread dish they were being served. Okay. Um, so it's like the bread is the table of the of the meal. Um, it's also suggested that pizza came from Passover cookies called pizzarelli, and that they were eaten by Roman Jews after returning from the synagogue. So pizzarelli sounds like a like a bad uh, uh, villain in like a cartoon <laughs> or something like an Italian with stereotype the, with the long yeah. mustache, mm, like definitely like really. some played out Italian stereotypes mm-hmm. too. Oh yeah, I'm totally. gonna get you. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, oh, pizza I keep thinking of the the Simpsons. Hey Homer, I wipe the slice for you, <laughs> yeah, Luigi. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like wiping the slice on his sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also in different places in Georgia, not uh, not Georgia the state, but Georgia the country. <laughs> the country, okay. There's I'm going to butcher this name, Ajaruli Kachapuri which uh, resembles a pizza boat. And this dish is made of egg bread and usually mozzarella feta and uh, different kind of cheese. There is a zapiankanka in Poland, which is like a baguette-style pizza. Um, we talked about margarita pizza. Pizza Bianca, which is a um, no sauce. It's just the white cheese on it. Um, La Mancun or La Majun is the Turkish Okay. Crispy flatbread, which is usually topped with the, either minced lamb or beef, onion, tomato. I've had Turkish pizza in Germany. It was pretty good. Okay. And then in Japan, they have okonomiyaki, which is another pancake-like dish topped with cabbage and seafood toppings. Now, what band did she break up? <laughs> right. That's terrible. I'm yeah, sorry. It was, it was I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We forgive you. <laughs> um, and then here's some uh, little weird... Uh, tidbits in 1962 the hawaiian pizza was first invented and you would never think where was it invented where where uh i have no idea canada where, canada what i say i was like i was trying to think like way off where would it be yeah okay so in a restaurant in canada um in 2012 the world ended no uh the world's largest pizza was cooked in rome and measured 1,261 square meters. I think I remember hearing about yeah, that. Yeah, I remember seeing, like the picture. It was like the super long yeah. pizza. Yeah. Um, there are 70,000 pizzerias in the United States. Okay. And the average American eats more than 20 pounds of pizza each year. I mean, that's me in a week, but, you know. <laughs> you also have quick access to pizza. Yeah, true, true. Americans order 350 slices of pizza every second. Now, that's a stat. 350 yeah. slices every second. I believe it, man. I believe it. <laughs> well, especially because, like, multiplied by eight every time someone orders a pizza. Yeah. Unless, are we talking Are we talking about tavern cut? Is right, that eight right. slices tavern, or is that going to yeah. be 40 if you just divide <laughs> it up just right? It only counts if you're in the sales side yeah. there. And we're counting corners or... Uh... <laughs> Contrary to my vegetarian beliefs, pepperoni is the most popular pizza. I mean, I, I prefer spinach with some garlic yeah. and basil, but that's me. <laughs> that's good, though. <laughs> Saturday is the most popular night to eat pizza. 
I would have thought Friday, but Saturday would be up there. Mm-hmm. Now look at this one. A pizza was ordered from the International Space Station. Yep. And it was sent in a rocket. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot was it what, like Papa John's who sent it. No, yeah. no, it was, was it? it was like a Domino's? favorite. It was like there was like a favorite. Oh, spot like or a local yeah. spot for them. I like think from, so. I, I don't know. I remember Cape hearing Cranabral about this. Or yeah. something. Um, it was topped with extra spices because taste buds are dulled in space. <laughs> so okay. you somehow was able to bring space and... Of course it'd be space pizza. <laughs> into it. Uh, but for the most part, the, the, the Chinese origin of pizza seems just to be a legend. Um, and that uh, the line in Veep was, was inaccurate. But <laughs> I was looking for the good Kongyu Bing, though. The best scallion in pancakes. Chicago? Yeah, in Chicago. And like the places that they're suggesting, I can't find it on the menu. Hmm. So we're on the, good for the, on, on the lookout for the good scallion pancakes. Yes, we'll find it somewhere. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about pizza conspiracies... And how the most damaging one there was. And more on Think Theory Radio right after this. Welcome back. What are you cracking up about? No, my, I was, uh, I think I snorted on air. But oh, gotcha. I didn't know the mic was on. The mic was hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking in the break about... Things that don't go on pizza or shouldn't go on pizza. Mayonnaise and lettuce are in agreement here. Totally. Are are you for pineapple or against pineapple on pizza? Mm, I'm indifferent. I think it's got to be like a true, you know, if you're doing like the Canadian bacon and ham or like, well, I mean, you don't do that, but I'm kind of going for a certain flavor then Mm -hmm. maybe, but yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm indifferent. I'm with you. Where it's like, and it depends on the pineapple too. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think what is the strangest. I guess, and not necessarily strange, but the most different one I had was uh, like a Mexican pizza. I remember it was a place up in Minneapolis, and it was, instead of tomato sauce, it was like black bean spread oh, okay. with cheese and avocado and like sour cream on top. I, I somehow am following this California, like uh, LA-based pizza place, and they do black garlic as uh, okay. instead of like tomato. You can get Ooh, black garlic. Good. Yeah. I'm just going to do the the whole rest of the episode talking about just our awesome, favorite pizza. Awesome pizza places. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I could easily talk about that for an hour. See, but, and, that, and that's the thing, though, too, is like anybody can have that conversation. True, what their true. favorite pizza place is, mm-hmm. why they like it, where to go. Yeah. Oh, the other thing, too, it's like, at least here in Chicago, it's always kind of a hard, um, you know, the myth of like Chicago pizza. Like, what is Chicago pizza? Mm-hmm. Right. And everyone's, oh, it's deep dish. But to me, I always tell people like. There really is no Chicago pizza because Chicago makes all kind of pizza. I, I was going to say, but it's like it depends on what your favorite spot is. You know, what do they do? You know, so like I think traditionally if a Chicagoan orders a pizza, it's usually a thin crust tavern style. Yeah. You know, like not not the um, pie pie cut, you know. Right, right. Um, but that's, you know, the, you can get a good slice pie cut. You know, yeah. you can get like a New York style that might not be as For good sure. as your best New York pizza. but. You can get, you know, or like, I mean, you can get all sorts of different types of food in Chicago. But well, then there's also like the history of it, too. I mean, I'm thinking Detroit style, too, is another Detroit one that's style, out here. Yeah, big now. Um, but like Pompeii Bakery, which is on Taylor. And I used to go there when the original one, when I was in high school, I went to Whitney Young. So the the original was on Loomis. And okay. this place was a small little, there were like two tables. 
And they were there from like 1905. Okay. But they did the square style, kind of Rome street style ones. Okay. And they do like, Pompeii's great. If you go there, they have like 20 different kind of slices with different toppings on it. You can get like clam pizza, all kind of stuff there. Um, and th- so there's always that, you know, and then it's like, well, Pizzeria Uno, people always, you know, say, oh, that's the one, you know, that's yeah. the original. But that was like. Oh, well, yeah. What's what's the true, uh, like, origin of deep dish pizza? That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. There's dispute on that. Um, you know, the interesting thing, too, I remember reading that with Pizzeria Uno, it could have been a Mexican restaurant because the, the <laughs> owners, yeah, it was two guys who were just looking for, like, an investment to open a place. And one of the owners had been to Texas and had Tex-Mex food and he wanted to do a burrito thing and he had the other guy come out and try the food and I guess the guy got like food poisoning or something and he was like, no, we're not doing that. We're going to do this pizza, you know, yeah. and that's how like, that's what's pizza. I love stories like the, that though, like the, the nachos, how that was like, uh, not even like Mexican, it was like, uh, like a hotel guy, I think in Texas, like mm-hmm. whipped up something quickly for the ladies right. coming back after a night on the town. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Well, like know. the whole like that Hawaiian pizzas from Canada, I wouldn't have thought that, or you know, like Irish coffees from San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go on and on, but I guess in in New York, it's supposed to be Lombardi's was the first pizza place to open in 1905. Okay, okay, but there's also the dispute about like. Famous Rays or original Rays right, or whatever right. is like the first to like kind of make it popular or whatever, like the style that you know today of yeah. New York style pizza. Yeah. So, and there's like a million different there's an episode of Seinfeld where Kramer's uh, lost and he's like calling Seinfeld and he's like, Where am I? Well, oh, there's a Rays here. And Seinfeld's <laughs> yeah, like, Is it an original Rays? Yeah. He's like, Ah. Is it a famous original race? Yeah, that, and that's the thing. It's like I, I forgot which one it was, and supposedly I was at it. But there's like it's like famous original race or yeah. original race or something like that. But it's like there's several different to like, and I never realized this until I found out that it's like no, 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 you got to go to Rays. That's the original. Yeah, that it was just like there's several. You look around, it's like oh, there's a lot of Rays around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like here a, a little bit like with Geno's. There was Geno's. Yeah. The original Gino's mm-hmm. on Rush Street, and then like the Giordano's. Yeah, but yeah, then the yeah. guy opened Gino's East, yep, yep. who had nothing to do with Gino's. Mm-hmm. But since he opened it east of Michigan, he called it Gino's East. Uh, kind of wrote off the name, I kind of like you. the same original race stuff. Um, all right, before we move on to the conspiracy part of pizza, let's take a phone call. We got. We think it's Jim. Is this Jim? Yeah. Hi, guys. I was thinking, right? Buddy had a bar on and Milwaukee Avenue, and a guy came in. With a little oven and a frozen pizza. It was tombstone. Mm. So the guy was selling them around the neighborhood. I don't know if you guys are too young. But it used to be like a little oven, and you toss the pizza in the oven, and you put it out on the bar. You... Anyway, we like a toaster pizza. oven? or Yeah, toaster oven, exactly. But toaster so, some people with... do still do that these days. There's like little tiny pizza ovens, and they do the frozen pizza and just throw mm. it in, and yeah. the bar will charge you. Or, but he's talking about a guy that day. brought it into the bar. That's, yeah, that's Is that crazy, what you're saying, yeah. Jim? He was a he was a salesman for Tombstone. Okay, ah, okay. And he, he, and he, and he tried to talk to my buddy, and he goes, you know, he says I'm quitting this job. He goes, but this could be a pretty good product, you know. Anyway, Tombstone was one of the first frozen pizzas in the in the supermarkets, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The frozen pizza came out. I used to like Tombstone when I was a kid. Yeah, Tombstone, but they we used to be in the bars. I think yeah. about nineteen seventy, something like that. Okay. And let's not forget let's not forget Pizzagate with uh, Yeah, that's actually <laughs> yep, what I was yep. gonna get into, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were I knew you guys have a good day. Have a good day. All right, thanks, thanks Jim. Jim. Yeah, there's actually a bar over um 
It's like Kedzie and Addison. It's called Christine's or okay. Christina's. It's a late night 4 a.m. spot. And they do that. They have the little toaster oven. And you get, and I think it is Tombstone, actually. I'm not sure, but it was like a frozen yeah, pizza. Yeah, that's, that's a thing, you know, I see that nowadays. I, I love the, while we're on frozen pizza and just like the different like quick ways you can have it. I remember my buddy getting the pizzazz. Okay. It's like, you just like, it's just like a little like um, turntable with a heat lamp. Huh. And the, you just did set it out wherever you want, plug it in, and like it just cooks your pizza, just keeps spinning the thing and heating it up for it Makes me know, think 20, of like the, the Easy Bake oven or yeah, something. It's, it's, it's just like a, a little it's, light bulb. It's, a simple, it's essentially that. Yeah. No? Like, but yeah, it's just like a heat lamp and a turntable. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So from the history of pizza to the conspiracies, because um, it's kind of fun. When I thought about it, I was like, wow, there is actually, because I remember not just Pizzagate, but hearing these other different conspiracy centered around, you know, different pizza places, right? Um, but obviously, Pizzagate is kind of the the big one, right? That's kind of the pinnacle of where a conspiracy meets oh, pizza. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and th- everyone was in on it, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, man, it's a it's a deep story. And, it, you know, when you read, so there's a really good article, The Rolling Stone, um, which I guess it was originally, it was, the story's reported in partnership with the Investigative Fund and Reveal from the Center for Investigative Reporting. And they really dug deep into, you know, all the different aspects of how Pizzagate became what it was, how it went so viral, how it, you know, became such a thing to the point where on December 1st, 2016, Edgar Madison Welch from uh, Salisbury, North Carolina, went in with, you know, an AR-15 and a 38 caliber handgun and a folding knife. And he strolled into the restaurant and headed toward the back where children were playing ping pong. And uh, as waitstaff went to the table, whispering to customers to get out, Welch maneuvered into the restaurant's kitchen. He shot open a lock and found cooking supplies. Those cooking supplies. Got to the bottom of that one. (laughs) Whipped open another door and found an employee bringing in fresh pizza dough. And then back he saw the delivery driver smoking a joint. No, just joking. That's what they want you to think, man. (laughs) And that's uh, Comet Ping Pong Pizza. Um, Because the whole thing started that they were... That this was a pedophile ring. They were sacrificing children. Hillary Clinton was drinking their blood and in the basement of this place. And when you get into, you know, all the different details of how this became such a thing online, it to me also correlates with uh, everything that's that's been happening in the last two presidential elections and cycles and mm-hmm. with you know social media and all these different bots that are out there all the propagandists how, like something gets out of control like the, yeah. yeah and i almost you know i was reading this because this was pre-QAnon and one of the you know we talked about QAnon before the show and and how it stems from these different anons like fbi anon cia anon <laughs> the alcoholics anon in this <laughs> And it was all, you know, 4chan, Reddit and all this stuff. But, you know, as I was reading this article, I thought about I wonder if this might have been like a uh, like a test or at least maybe it wasn't a test, but it showed how they could manipulate things like they that this birthed QAnon, that Pizzagate birthed QAnon because they saw how easy it was to manipulate people and said, hey, we could do this on a grand scale. You know, now this is just me speculating that. Right. Yeah. 
Because if you look at the details of how it began, um, you know, where it went and how the, you know, the different ties to like, you know, Breitbart, Infowars, um, you know, uh, Russian propagandists, even um, was a, a Milo Yiannopoulos. I feel like he, he was mm-hmm. in his heyday. A lot. Still, I mean, yeah. yeah. And even like a lot of the, you know, original um, uh, Trump uh campaign runners, even like Eric Prince Jr., the Blackwater guy, you know, he went on Alex Jones and was like, oh, yeah, Hillary Clinton sacrifices kids. And um, but it's you know, the thing is, is it's it's a good if you look up the story and you read it, because I'm not going to read it. The details are, are too immense, but it's really about how you can utilize fake stories, bots. But once you get a real person to start sharing it is when it grabs hold. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And especially someone that people kind of trust. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, that person should like, well, he's never steered me wrong. That right. Maybe it is real. Yeah. Or well, and and look- it's also the um, the idea of, you you know, someone that does not like Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. would want that. You right. You know, like, right. like, oh, yeah, I really hate her. She's evil. It's like, you know, she drinks children's blood. Like, of course she does. You know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but it's, uh, I guess it was a, a woman named Carmen Katz. Or that was actually, that was the name of the, the Facebook profile. And I guess uh, her real name was Cynthia Campbell in Missouri. It was the one that kind of, once she started posting about it, is when it really started to gain traction. And I think part of it was because, you know, she was like this um, 60-year-old Midwestern woman. You know, people are looking at her page like, oh, this seems legit. And they they tracked all these different like original posts for when it you know started and one of them was uh on july 2nd 2016 someone calling himself fbi anon like i was saying how that started yeah um claimed to be a high level analyst and strategist for the bureau um he claimed that he was leaking government secrets and and out of love for the country, right? <laughs> but also wrote weird cryptic stuff about Russia where he was saying Russia is more of a paragon of freedom and nationalism than any other country. Okay. And that we are the aggressors against Russia. Um, FBI on secrets were about the Department of Justice inquiry into the Clinton Foundation and, you know, all these different uh you know, Jeffrey Epstein ties, which that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but there's so that was one of the first posts. Right. And when they've looked up FBI, it seems just because of the amount of times it, this account tweets and everything, it seems to be an automated bot. Um, another possible seed of Pizzagate appeared um, about 10 hours before the Carmen Katz woman posted her story on Facebook. It was uh, the rant describes itself as a message board for New York City cops speaking their mind. And it was uh, supposedly it said there was a poster name. Fat old man (laughs) (laughs) posted the head a hot rumor about the FBI investigation. And it was all about the Podesta emails and everything. And uh, then that followed into a user called Eagle Wings. Right, who like has a profile picture of a smiling middle-aged woman above the USAF vet believes freedom soars. Now, do we know if these are bots or Russians? So that's or? yeah. So it gets into um, eagle wings. Sounds a little made up. Yeah, to me. yeah. And the, and they they dug into it and says 
Eagle Wings, um, who's a director from the research at the Institute for the Future's Digital Intelligence Lab, says that this Eagle Wings person post tweeted way too often, more than 50,000 times since November 16th up until that time, and has like way too many followers, like 120,000 followers as of uh, that was November uh, 2017. So they really believe that this was a highly automated account and part of a bot network. And basically, these uh, this says, uh, Ben Nemo is a fellow at the Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab, uses a shepherding analogy. A message that someone or some organization wants to trend is typically sent out by shepherd accounts, he says, which often have large followings and are controlled by humans. Shepherd's message are amplified by sheepdog accounts, which are also run by humans, but can be default set to boost the signal and harass critics. At times, the shepherds personally steer conversations, but they also deploy automation using a kind of Twitter cruise control to retweet particular keywords and hashtags. Uh, Together, Nemo says the shepherds and sheepdogs guide a herd of bots, which mindlessly repost content in the digital equivalent of sheep rushing in the same direction and bleeding loudly. And so they don't know whether cats repeated something from when he's heard of bots or repackaged tidbits that found in different parts of the Internet. But once she gave that human touch to this story is when it really blew up. The tell they say was happened next. Most um, about 12 hours after cats shared a story, a Twitter user named David Goldberg NY tweeted a screenshot of her post twice. And saying that, you know, he was saying, I've been hearing the same thing from NYPD buddies, too. Next couple of days will be interesting. And they believe, too, that this this David Goldberg NY seems to be like Eagle Wings, highly automated and part of an organized effort for uh, disinformation. Um, and but they haven't been able to f- figure out who ran David, the David Goldberg account, uh, at least as of uh, as of when this article was written. I don't know if they reached reach into it. Um, so, yeah, so it goes into also into these different kind of Russian propagandists, but also um, just in in Macedonia, there's like these like setups of uh, fake where they just create fake websites and fake news stuff and they just pay like teenagers to do it, you know, um, but they the guy interviewed one of them and was saying, yeah, basically, um where is it? It was uh, Crystal Kemp. Oh, that, that's another 50-year-old grandmother who also was tweeting out um, the Pizzagate thing. And there is a share stories from an obscure outlets like conservativedailypost.com, which is another one, um, which appears to be one of these Macedonia-operated ones. And BuzzFeed found out that in the deindustrialized town of Velez in Macedonia is where um, this was happening. And this, the writer of this article actually says they traveled to out there to Macedonia and talked to a Boris Pezhev, who's a computer programmer, who set up dozens of fake news sites and basically said that the Macedonians, they don't even invent the fake news stories. He just says, he's like, they don't even know about the American political scene. They just copy and paste from Fox or Breitbart. And he was, it's interesting thing. He says, we would have done the same thing for, uh, you know, 
anti-Clinton or pro-Clinton one, but he says, unfortunately, there weren't any good U.S. pro-Clinton fake news sites to copy and paste. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, it goes into like a whole other, you have to read the whole article because it's, there's so many details I couldn't, it would take the whole hour to get into how this spread to the point where somebody went in and tried to shoot up a pizza place. Just showing how easily manipulated stupid people can be. Yeah, and that's why I think this was the beginning. They saw how easy it was to do, and then QAnon blew up from that. Uh, we got to take a quick break, though, and when we come back, I got a couple more weird conspiracy pizza-related stories uh, on Think Theory Radio right after this. Welcome back to Think Theory Radio. Today we're talking about pizza. The great pizza conspiracy. <laughs> that music behind you, it just sounds way more mysterious and <laughs> freaky, but it's just, just pizza conspiracy. Yeah, it's just panda. <laughs> uh, like I said, it's an example of how you can make a conspiracy out of anything. And, and it's interesting to know with the comic round pizza. and round, much like the crust that surrounds it. <laughs> and then why is the pizza the triangle like the Illuminati? <laughs> uh, but you know the, the other thing too, are the Comet Pizza Place. Um, I think one of the reasons they kind of targeted that place was because it was well, the owner is uh, LGBTQ, um, also was a very uh, kind of leftist kind of place where they would do like DIY punk shows and art shows. Seemed like the kind of perfect place to target. Um, but yeah, just I mean that story just went on and on. I mean there was the, the guy named. Uh, some Douglas Hagman from his private investigator, the Hagman Report. And he went on Alex Jones, of course, um, and said, oh, I got all these sources. We have the documents. Yeah, we got the documents. Well, that's what he said, yeah. too. I got court-ready documents. That's what the guy said. And uh, the writer of this article, like, went and interviewed him, and he said that the guy just kind of pulled out these, like, just random pictures of like a kid in a cage and like a hand i shouldn't laugh because it's like no i know yeah he probably like I, i'm just thinking he probably got his like nephew or something like i'll give you 50 oh, right. to go in the cage mm -hmm. like, yeah you know that's what the guy was kind of saying it's like it could have been you know the, the kid could have been playing or held hostage yeah. like you can't even tell um and also just like a picture of you know like podesta's hand was like injured or something uh, there was like, so he, I guess he went and he followed him to this like shaken, awakened to the shaken, a Bible conference in Gurney, Illinois. Okay. And, uh, he presented. Oh, wait, did they, <laughs> did they have that at Trinity or was that, where was that held? It doesn't say the church. I was going to say, cause there's a college up there. I don't want to start throwing colleges yeah, yeah, under yeah, the yeah. bus like they were associated <laughs> with right, that. But right. I was like, Gurney. Oh, wait, wait, no, there's some. Yeah. There's some stuff going on in Lake County. But I guess he pulled out like his. His courtroom-ready exhibits included a Wikipedia entry for fake news, uh, the new Oxford Dictionary definition of post-truth, a quote by John Wayne. The alternate facts was uh, <laughs> tattooed on his forearm right. or something. Yeah. A photo of people sitting on a couch wearing horse masks. Uh, like I said, a photo of scars on the finger of John Podesta. Um, and then a photo of a decapitated body that Hagman said was a victim of serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. And then another, uh, a sculpture by Louis Bourgeois in Podesta's home, which is called the Ark of Hysteria, that he said are shockingly similar, which, yeah. 
Um, but then, you know, that's so these are like kind of nut jobs, right? Or people that don't know any better. Or this guy's a nut job. That woman just probably didn't know any better. But then you get you know, two days after that or two days after Hagman on, on InfoWars, Eric Prince, you know, um, brother of Trump's secretary of education, confirmed, you know, the rumor. And, uh, you know, he also the founder of private military company Blackwater, which was missionaries killed 17 on our own. Iraqis, you know, civilians. Yeah. In 2007, um, he literally went on Infowars and said, uh, you know, they found a lot of other really damning criminal information, including money laundering, including the fact that Hillary went to the sex island with convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Um, but which I'm not going to discount that because <laughs> that's barely these seem to be true. But at the same time, but when if, he says like he if, like if that she murdered children, with, uh, Jeffrey Epstein bothers the guy so much. Yeah, I wonder if he looks exactly. into. Trump's, yeah, 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 I know, and that's it's like every big wig in New York had yeah. ties to the guy, you know. Um, I but, always kind of enjoyed the the era of Jeffrey Epstein with people pointing the finger at the other side, be like, "Well, the yeah. associations, with uh-huh. the, your person has associations with Jeffrey Epstein, so does your person." Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. mine aren't as shady as yours. Yeah, he only was on the plane three times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> splitting hairs. Yeah. But the the not really that quote, but this quote, he says, uh, he literally was on, this is Eric Prince said, when I think about all the children Hillary Clinton has personally murdered and chopped up and raped. Like he said this on Alex Jones. Like, so anyway, so obviously, so this, all of this stuff led up to this guy, you know, building up in his head to where he's like, I'm going to go free the kids from Kama Pizza. Yeah. But anyway, but on to some more lighthearted. Before we move <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, it was like thing is, oh, that's why she kept the hot sauce in her purse. <laughs> hot sauce on pizza is pretty good. It's hot sauce on anything is good. Mm-hmm. Apparently. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I do like hot sauce. Yeah. I, uh, I got the hot sauce in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then there's also, I don't know if you remember like the Chuck E. Cheese, like conspiracies that were all out. No. Uh, so there was a bunch of different ones. Um, about Chuck E. Cheese's, and I guess <laughs> that's so strange, right? Um, and some of them that one of them does a great one that the restaurant recycles uneaten slices, Ugh. reheats them, and serves them to their customers. I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm not. I'm not about to believe the conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, and it was like more and more people like after like somebody did a YouTube video on it people like yeah i noticed all the their pizzas the, the slices are misaligned and mismatched um but the uh spokesman for chuck e cheese said no that's because we bake our own stuff and yeah it's that doesn't come out perfect you know um but then also <laughs> we fuse it back together yeah but then another one was that supposedly um on Twitter, there was a tweet that consisted of two pictures regarding the animatronics from Chuck E. Cheese's, right? Okay, okay. And the, and a supposed so manual. In, uh, five Nights at Freddy's territory here. So that's the other, the Chuck E. Cheese thing is that uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's thing was actually based on this Chuck E. Cheese well, myth. I mean, it's obvious that, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's is supposed to represent the animatronics yeah. and Chuck E. Cheese or similar, you know, showbiz pizza or whatever. You yeah. Know. But then there was a rumor yeah. that like five kids went missing at a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> um, and that supposedly yeah. this manual, check this out. This sounds ma- like some Slender Man, Shrek is <laughs> right. Love, Shrek is Life stuff here. It's, I don't know, these crazy kids. Hey. These crazy Gen Z or young millennials. For yeah. sure. But the, 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 supposedly they posted a man, the a manual for those who worked a night shift, and it said, 
It is always important that all Chuck E. Cheese night shift employees wear a spare Chuck E. Cheese costume head to avoid any animatronic facial recognition. Because if they spot any humans in the building post hours, they will automatically detect that person as a criminal trying to tamper with objects from the building, and that won't lead to anything good. Run, Chucky! And I remember like seeing when this, because I think this was like 2020, this start coming out, and that led to all these different memes and people talking about, you know, yeah. kind of trying to lead into the same thing, like Chucky Jesus is satanic and they're killing kids and... <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's just like <laughs> kids are disappearing. Oh, we can't have nice things. No, and I'm, Chuck you know, cheese is a nice thing, but seriously. And I come from the showbiz era. That you know, yeah, showbiz, yeah, pizza, showbiz pizza. Not, yeah. yeah, oh geez, yeah. There's actually. Uh, have you ever been to Logan Arcade? Yes. So they have. They bought the old showbiz yes. animatronics. Yes. And yeah. they turned them into a Misfits cover band yep. called yep. the Biscuits. Yep. It's yeah. pretty cool. They turn it on and they like jam it out to the <laughs> Misfits. It's pretty great. Because um, what else would you do with the old, uh, the yeah. old set pieces? I think they should be everywhere like that. Yeah. More places should have that. <laughs> um, another one involves dominoes. Uh oh. Yeah. And do you remember. So those of us who are old enough to remember the Noid. Yep. Void the Noid. Yeah. And if you're not old enough, it was basically this kind of uh, insidious, weird little uh, it's like a tiny mascot. Little, yeah. Tiny character. But he was like a villain. He always tried yeah. to like, steal your pizza mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. He was always trying to thwart the Domino's drivers. Yeah. Cause, well, that back then, for those that are old enough to remember, there's the 30-minute guarantee. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, which they had to stop because there were too many like car crashes and stuff. Well, that and, and that's an unrealistic goal. Yeah, you know, yeah. thirty minutes is nice. I mean, yeah. like to do a guarantee on it. Yeah, there's gonna be car it's crashes. There's gonna be people that are like purposely not answering their door right. for a couple right. seconds. Like, ah, and, ah, yeah, thirty minutes and one second. <laughs> True. So this was, and but the Noid was huge at the mm-hmm. time. I mean, it got so popular, we were like, you know, a whole line toys, T-shirts, cups. There was a video game. Except this is the era where like Alf got popular. So I think True. people were just ready in the late '80s for like weird mascot type. Things, oh yeah, you know? yeah. Now check this out though. There's also the Mac Tonight that turned into like a conspiracy theory. The the McDonald's commercial was like they're open late, so they had this like singing moon guy. Yeah, and like I, that got co opted like 20 years later, 30 years later into like Trumpers liking the Moon Man. Oh know? really? <laughs> it's like up there with Pepe the Frog is like a yeah. Well, they should yeah. adopt the Noid. I'm telling you, like yeah, late 80s like yeah. had all of the the memory going on yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, but now check this Howard out. Howard the Duck. I could go on. <laughs> but check this out. This is this is something real that happened. Okay. On January 30th, 1989, a paranoid schizophrenic named Kenneth Lamar Noid entered oh, okay. a Domino's yep. Pizza armed with a uh, 357 handgun. And he was convinced that Domino's ownership had stolen his name and attached it to their hell creature to mock and slander him. Um, see, and he this took is, two employees hostage. It, it's probably because he was already a mentally ill man, and yes. all of his life heard people saying, "Yo, man, you got to avoid the Noid, man." Right. Like, and then it's just like <laughs> they took. Right. <laughs> I'm the Noid. Yeah, but he took uh, he took two employees hostage, demanding a hundred thousand dollars and a white limousine. As I don't know why a white limousine, but he demanded a white limousine as ransom. And then this is gets a little even more weird. If you're going to do crazy, do crazy right. Yes. Um, at one point. He he offered to free one of the hostages for a copy of The Widow's Son. What? Which is a novel by Robert Anton Wilson. Okay. And Robert Anton Wilson 
is a huge conspiracy uh, conspiracy theorist who created the conspiracy series, the Illuminatus Trilogy. Okay. And that's kind of where the whole, like, modern version of the Illuminati controlling everything comes from, is from this Illuminatus Trilogy. So it's interesting that here's this guy who's obviously mentally disabled or, you know, probably, he had actually ended up killing himself um, six years later. Okay. Okay. Uh, but he, why did he ask for a copy of this book written by this conspiracy theorist? Like it was really interesting, you know, limousine and a white limousine. Yeah. yeah. What's all that? And then I've seen where uh, like online they'll say, oh, well, the Noid, cause you know, the Noid had these like rabbit ears. And if he pulls the ear, cause he would pull the ears down and they're like, oh, that he's making the Illuminati eye. Right, like the the, the the triangle with the one eye, okay. and that that's what he's doing for real. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and then you know how the dominoes has like only three dots. Yeah. And it's a domino, and it's like, why is it a domino? It's nothing to do with pizza, and it has like the three dots, and it's all about you know the three points of the triangle. Da, 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 da. But it's actually it's because it was. The owner had three domino stores originally. Oh, okay. And they were supposedly going to add more and more dots. You know, yeah, when they open it up, and then they just many, yeah. yeah blew up too quick, and yeah. Yeah, it would be like a thousand dots. Oh uh, <laughs> man! Uh, so yeah, pretty crazy. You know, it's just like well, now wait, doesn't Domino's like outnumber like Subway these days or something? I want to say there's like that's like one of the largest fast food corporations in this country. You might be right. I mean, Domino's it's, pizza. it's pretty. Yeah, I think there's like too. yeah. I don't know how many there are. At least we we'll probably look it up. But I, I did read there's like there's definitely like. Here's at least 10,000 of know. them. I know, I know. Yeah, here we but go. it's at least like 10,000. And we're not getting paid by them. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so. How many <laughs> stores does Domino's? And then the most recent interesting tie-in to pizza and kind of weird online myths was the whole thing with uh, with Andrew Tate. 19,200 stores at least. Okay, yeah. 224 in Illinois. Yeah, that makes sense. But the whole remember the Andrew Tate thing with Greta Thunberg? Did you hear no. about that one? Yo, you didn't hear? So, oh, wait, you're talking about the new thing with Jerry's Pizza? That yeah, thing? Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, like, yeah. <laughs> Andrew Tate and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, supposedly he got caught up. Um, I didn't know who he was before that. Yeah. That's the thing. And it's like he was kind, I of, really either. kind of on my radar through yeah. like another YouTuber kind of making fun of him. But mm-hmm. I, yeah. But after all that, that poetic justice, though. Just, yeah. yeah. And, but that's hilarious, though, that supposedly it was the, the pizza boxes. And they recognize the Jerry's Pizza that's yep. from Romania. You know, some say that's not really what happened, but I think that just confirmed that he was in Romania. Could be, though. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. like okay, he just released this video. He's got to be there, and that tipped off because he'd already been detained months earlier by the Romanian pol- police for the the charge. Yeah, and it's just more questioning of like he's been elusive. You know, like they can't Romanian police can't send you know into Illinois or wherever Andrew Tate is, in yeah. Chicago or New York or L.A. or whatever. And just, like, come and track him down and question him. So he's in Romania. Then they detain him. Yep. That's what I'm mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you're probably right. And I guess it was, like, the video, he he takes a jab at Thunberg by saying, yeah, make sure that these pizza boxes are not recycled. <laughs> it's like, when well, you can't recycle pizza boxes anyway. But <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. They're an like... excellent source for uh, cheese, though, according to uh, Herb Powell on The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than that little bit of cheese mm-hmm. left on the bottom of the pizza box. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the Pizza Conspiracies and Think Theory Radio. We'll be back again next week and every Saturday, 6 to 7 p.m. right here on WCPT H20 Think Theory Radio.
Yeah.